Hello, and welcome to episode two of the Monarch Ministries podcast. Um, I'm Kenton Little, and today we have the first choir member with us um, coming on as a guest for this episode. His name is uh, Michael Canary, and Michael's been a, a good friend for the past several months. He was there um, at the very beginning when we started Monarch Ministries, and he's been a really great blessing to the group, and we've really enjoyed having him. Um, he He's not without his faults. He's from Ohio, which is unfortunate but um you know everyone has issues um especially people from ohio so um how you doing mr michael well uh first off ohio isn't that bad of a state so ohio's really bad state the worst state you left from michigan i just left from ohio so Uh uh-huh yeah michigan's great i mean the roads aren't but uh (laughs) but hey weren't you telling me about um the the Blue Jackets game the other day and how the Red Wings beat them. Yeah, but we beat Tampa Bay like the two nights later. So mm. I think it. Okay. I think it even. But out. you didn't meet Michigan. Rocket well, is our resident, or not Rocket. Uh, Michael is our resident sports expert in in Monarch Ministries. Um, um, I yeah, apologize if I if I call him stuff. Rocket throughout the the episode here because uh, that's his name on Discord and. That's what I've been calling him for the past six months, but Michael sounds better for, for the episode. So, um, Rock, or Michael, see, there I go again. Michael, I'm uh, aware that, that you've been living on a uh, college campus for the past several months um, in a public campus. And, you know, we were very aware um, as Christians that it, it's kind of a hostile environment. So um, that's what I kind of want to focus on this episode is, is what life is like on those college campuses as a Christian. So, um, you know, to, to kind of start off, you want to talk about that. How is the environment on a public campus as a Christian? Yeah, I can do that. Uh, let's see. Well, uh, first off, where I go is uh, the University of Alabama in Huntsville. Uh, it's, I mean, it's not like a, it's a technology school, so it, it's a little more secular, but there is still a lot of, uh, I guess, religious stuff on campus. Uh, there's a couple, uh, like, devotional groups, such as uh, InterVarsity or Crew. Uh, I'm a part of InterVarsity, because that's, that's the first group who came to me, and I was sort of also wanting to get into a Bible study anyway on campus. But yeah, like, uh, last semester, they had uh, outdoor, uh, like, services. I didn't go to them because I was in the, uh, what will be, what would have, not would have, what would become Monarch Ministries. So I, I still had like stuff, church stuff to go to, but the options were there. Uh, I mean, it's also Alabama. So you think deep, you think like South and it's Christian. So, I mean, obviously, yeah, there's still the secular non-religious people, but there's also uh, Christians on campus as well. Would you say that the um, the Christians or the the more secular left leaning kind of groups are are more prominent um, where where you go? I mean, I, I I don't leave my dorm too often because I don't really have a need to. Uh, but like some of the like the the university group, like just the the overall sort of like organization, like it's a national organization, like crew is, 
like they from what it's from what it seems like and the stuff I've done with them, they seem a little more left leaning, but uh, they still love Christ. So it's it's a different way of looking at things to uh, see like how each each group views the the Bible. So it's yeah you know, water. But yeah, um, like you still got like the the UAH Pride community, and uh, and then you also got your your Christians as well. So there, there's both sides, and uh, I mean that's sort of to be expected on a public campus. You're gonna have both groups. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, I figured that, um, you know, I don't go to college, and so um, the, one of the reasons, because I wanted to avoid a lot of that, um, you know, sort of thing there. Um, now, you're a, you're an aerospace engineering major, right? Uh, yes, I am. So you take a lot of, like, science courses and stuff, right? Uh, yes, I do. I mean, I didn't um, no, take I don't... this semester or last semester because... I got the credits for those in high school. Uh -huh. I, I will be taking a lot of higher level science courses and engineering courses. Now, I don't know a whole lot about what all goes into aerospace engineering, but, um, you know, obviously as, as a Christian, I believe in in the uh the seven day creation and all that is there any pushback against that sort of thing in in the campus there and what what you've learned there i mean i haven't really talked to many people about that uh like i'm still like i've believed in the seven day creation but uh like through other things i've 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 seen other sides of like a god influenced like multi-year in the seven days is more of a, a metaphorical. I, I, I'm still trying to figure out like what makes sense. Like if the Genesis one is supposed to be metaphorical or literal. And I guess just time will tell and see what happens. Gotcha. But um, in, in the courses that you take and, and, and learn from, um, is is God brought up or perceived at all in there? No, not really. By your professors, not addressed at all. No. Nope. Okay. Um, is that a detriment to to the learning environment? Do you think, as a Christian? I don't think so, because I would I would almost expect it, in a sense, because like, well, it's a public university. It's there's going to be a lot of secular professors so they're not going to bring up god but right like i'm also pretty scientific so i know like what god has created and i enjoy studying what he's created but some like the professors they don't need i guess need to bring it in or they don't want to bring it in do you so they think don't, they don't fully understand that the it. students would do you think that the students would be better equipped and that the teachers or professors would um, do a better job if they were able to incorporate um, God and Christ into the curriculum? 
I mean, probably depending on the subject. Because, uh, like, something like chemistry, I don't really see where God would... I mean, God's there because, well, he, like, allowed the, the bonds to happen or create the structures that allow everything to happen. But, like, it's not really necessary to be, like, oh, like, to put God, like, specifically in everything. Like, you know he's there. I guess that's also the same with physics because it's more like you're – because physics is the study of the universe and how things work. So – like how I see it is it's more like this is what the almost the code that God used to, I guess, run the universe. Okay. But other people right. don't see it that way. So back to the, the culture of the, the campus. Um, how are your, your, your classmates and stuff? How, you know, behavior wise and, and things like that? Is it more of a, um, party school or is it pretty pretty tame as all of that goes i mean it's a pretty tame school we we're, we're not the university of alabama so we don't have we don't have a football team i mean the most major sport we have is hockey and uh that almost got lost but we got that back uh <laughs> but yeah we're a pretty technical school so we're not a big party school at all it's more it's pretty chill all right. Now you mentioned you had um, a lot of other Christian groups on campus. There were, you know, different clubs and things, and that you were part of them. Um, and and you mentioned that that they are a little um, more left leaning in in what they teach. Can you go into detail about that and give me some examples of things that they've taught that um, maybe are more more left leaning and things like that? I mean, I don't have like a whole bunch of specific examples in front of me. It's more like stuff I've heard, and I'm like. This sort of doesn't sound right, but I don't know. Like, uh, we're doing something. Uh, I guess for one of the programs or something there was, it was like something on justice, and it kept on like, like imaging like uh, blacks in chains and then being free, and it's like trying to almost put like a racial motive behind it, and like, I guess like some of our staff or, or even some of the people in my group there, uh, they have left-leaning ideologies, not like super far left, but like they, mm. they're obviously pretty different than me. I mean, I, my views before I entered college were different than they were now, partly because of the uh, old heck off commie server and this. Okay, and um, what what specifically have they said that you think contradicts the Bible? I mean, I, I, my memory's not, like, super sharp, so I don't have specific uh, things. I know one of the stories that we talked about, I'd have to pull it up. I forget exactly where it is. There's something, like, I think, one of Jesus's first teachings, it was in like a temple and, uh, it might be Luke or John. Uh, it was something along the lines of, uh, uh, okay. I found it was like Luke, it was in Luke four. 
and it was something that uh, Jesus was talking about Elijah and saying that yeah he didn't really heal the Israelites he healed like other nations and then uh, uh, like the people in the synagogue are filled with wrath and they try to kill Jesus and uh, that was a show of like them having racism and all that stuff. I'm like, that's, I'm trying to figure out like what else it means. Cause you said it was Luke chapter four, Luke chapter four. Uh, it's like the, I was going to say the second half, but that's, I, I didn't, uh, yeah, give me a verse and we'll, we'll, we'll talk see. about that for sure. Uh, well, I think the whole, the whole thing starts like Luke chapter four, uh, verse 16 through, uh, 30. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up and his custom was he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set liberty that, them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and sat down and the eyes of all of them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, this day, the scripture is fulfilled in your ears and all bear him witness and wondered at at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is this not Joseph's son? And he said unto them, You will surely say unto me this proverb, Physician, heal thyself whatsoever we have done in Capernaum, and do also here in thy country. And he said, Verily I say unto you, No prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you of a truth, many widows were here were in Israel in the days of Elias, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, when the great famine was throughout all the land. But unto none of them was Elias sent, save unto Sarepta, a city of Sidon, unto a woman was that lit widow. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elias, the prophet, and none of them was cleansed, saving Naaman, the Syrian. And all, this, and the, all they in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath, and rose up and thrust him out of the city, and led him under, under the brow of the hill whereon their city was built, that they might cast him down headlong. <clears throat> but he passed through the midst of them, and went his way. So you said that they attributed that to, to racism? Yeah, like the Jewish people were being racist because, uh, like, how Elijah was, uh, and Elisha were, uh, basically healing other people instead of, uh, their own people. And then the Israelites got all mad and tried to kill Jesus over it. So they were saying that the that the Pharisees were were being racist. Well, the Pharisees and the and the crowd in in the temple. Now, or I, I mean, all these people here are the same skin color. They were foreigners, yeah, but that's not a race thing. Okay. Yeah, I was like, um, the, no the the issue here is is Jesus is 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 telling them. That um, when when they say isn't this Joseph's son, um, you know they they were saying isn't he he from Nazareth? Uh, what what good thing cometh out of Nazareth, right? 
and um, Jesus is is quelling their their fears here and saying, you know, because he just declared himself to be God, right? When he when he's reading this passage out of Isaiah, he says, um, "This is fulfilled uh, this day," and he, he's calling himself God here, and so um, all these people are are confused by this, and and so he's he's you know helping them address their confusion there. So, you know, it, it, it has nothing to do with, with race whatsoever. But. Yeah, because it also was mentioned that uh, that uh, prophets are not accepted in their own hometown. So In their own country, right. But Yeah, I mean, again, technically. Hometown, it, not well, race. Uh, yeah, because, uh, well, Jesus was born in Nazareth, but. Wasn't he raised in Capernaum in that area, or that's where he worked? Um, he, he he went to to Egypt for a while, and then they came back to to Nazareth. He was born in Bethlehem and raised in Nazareth. Oh yeah, I feel I yeah, I knew it was Bethlehem. I just uh, yeah, blanked for a second. Uh, it happened. So, um. With with these other groups and, and, and things, um, and and this kind of, of preaching and teaching about you know injecting modern politics into the Bible is how how is that a detriment to the learning and teaching of of Scripture? Do you think? I mean, like the initial stuff of like reading the Bible and trying to figure out what's going on, like won't we? Uh, like we would ourselves do it, it's uh, I guess better. But then when we start adding like what the university structure to it, then it starts getting a little like off. Cause uh, was it la- I think last week's meeting, our leader wasn't gonna be there, so we sort of did it by ourselves and read through passage of Mark. And uh, I forget exactly which for what uh, thing it was on, but like we went through and we tried to figure out like what we were, what it meant, and then we got pretty deep in because there wasn't really anyone to hold us back. So we were talking about like, well, one of the things was when Jesus basically said it's not like what you eat that is makes you unclean it's what comes out or something along those lines that basically uh-huh. said that uh all foods are clean but like what that what like that thing of and declaring all foods clean like we like that was in parentheses so it was a, it was an implication so we were thinking is this in hindsight when were the books written so so i was trying to like go through and see when acts was written because that's when peter had the vision so was it written before or after it was like we, we go more into depth of like I guess how to like all the stuff, but yeah, when we have the more like introversity sort of So like, you think that the that the leadership kind of hinders you from um uh going more in depth and, and really studying the Bible as as you think you're you're capable of? Sometimes, most of the time, it's not. It's just the occasional, like they inter they interject like modern politics in. 
Uh-huh. Like most of the time we read through a passage and uh, then we try to figure out like, what do we observe? What, what questions do we have about it? And then what can we, and then we get, try to get the questions answered. And then we try to apply what we learned in that or figure out how to apply it into our lives. But I think, yeah, like the, like, I think that Bible, that Bible study sort of structure that we have on Tuesdays is, uh, that's good. But then I'll like, sometimes the other stuff that we have other times, that's when it gets a little more like into the modern politics stuff. And sure. All right. Um, so moving on from that, there, there was an event recently that transpired with you um, in your in your dorm that you were pretty vocal about on uh, the server here that I thought was was really fantastic and, and kind of showcased um, two sides of, of college campuses. Um, you know, the the more prominent side where, where people are more promiscuous and and kind of the the culture interjects itself and, and how. Um, depraved and, and disgusting people can get on campus and, and things like that when they when they get away from authority and, and all that and then the the way you reacted to this was was very bold and um I, I thought it was a it was a good way to to address the situation so um obviously you know what i'm talking about so you yeah. want to tell that story a little bit okay so uh i think it was around valentine's day because it makes sense the uh with what the thing was so uh, the art like, on our floor, uh, there's a like a billboard in a sense that like the RAs put up something. So it's like. And by the way, Rocket or Michael, before you continue, um, I I know that the the subjects touched on in this story are a little bit mature, but but try and keep it more tame, if you would. Yeah, yeah I'm. Yeah, I'll try to keep it tame. Uh, so like it's like. At the beginning of the year, since we're I'm a freshman, it was more like how do you get through school? Because like well, college is a brand new experience and it was also COVID, so like everything was shut down. So it was hard for that. So it was more like introducing all the stuff and helping out. And then uh Valentine's Day comes around and they put up a board that's basically a safe sex board. So it explains like I mean, in theory it makes sense, but the way they did it was obviously in the way of the world because like the safe sex it's like make sure you have a condom make sure like you get tested for ST stds like like basic basic stuff that you probably learn like a sex ed class and the, like that was like not okay but not enough to sort of like try to go against it but then they basically gave out free condoms and that was when i pretty much was like i gotta do something about this so um instead of talking to the ras about this i decided to uh make a uh or get a piece of paper print out the uh the john doyle anti-porn video and some now, just for some context on that um what was it Early February that he yeah, put so that early out. February he put that out. It's pretty much yeah. just an hour and a half long video about like all the negative effects of watching pornography and why you should stop doing it, and like all the negative. Well, I already said the negative implications, but basically it was pretty like a video. It was a it was a very good video, 
and uh, obviously uh, sexual immorality is mentioned quite a lot in the Bible. It's so uh, it's pretty important because well uh, the Bible says marriage is between a man and a woman, and uh, if you stray from God. Uh, you start to uh, basically have uh, you you have the will to have relations with uh, your own sex. So and then also in the culture of like the pride movement and uh, whatever all these I don't even all these I don't know how based I should go, but uh, like as, uh, as, as far as you want. Okay, um, all these mental illnesses. With, uh, uh -huh. all, like, well, I said the pride movement, so, like, even transgenderism or, uh, I think what, what's the newest one that are people trying to do? It's, like, zoof, zoof, something where you basically have relations with an animal, so pretty much, and they named it, it was, like, zoof something. Basically, Wow, these, I haven't heard of that. That's insane. Yeah, basically, I mean, you could probably see it with furries, but, uh, like, it's basically bestiality, but in a fun name. I don't, I don't know, but like obviously sexual morality is a big thing in this in the world, and it's a major sin. So I was thinking, okay, so they're gonna put up a board about safe sex. How about we do? I put up a poster that's an anti-pornography, and that's gonna do better because, well, if you're not having sex, if you're not, uh, I guess, watching pornography, then. Your life is going to be better. You're going to be more focused. You're probably not going to be doing the stuff that would get you into those situations where you need a, a safe sex. I mean, a safe sex is you, you don't have sex before marriage. It's that simple. There's literally a 0% chance of getting pregnant. So uh, it's 100% effective, you know, because mm -hmm. I mean, the joke could also be like from some other people like, uh, abstinence does not always lead to no pregnancy. It's not 100% effective. Nothing is like that. And it's like, well, then if you're not, if you get them pregnant, then you weren't practicing abstinence. So it's right. it's pretty simple. Uh, so I put it up and like I put it up right before Bible study and uh, or something along like that. And then I come back and it's taken down. And I'm like, I figured that was going to happen. I put it, I pretty much put it right on the front and center of the board. So the RAs were probably not happy. Um, so uh, normally I'd be like, I would probably do this for like a couple times because my printer probably didn't have that much ink. But like earlier I had to order ink, so I did. But then I get four times the amount of orders. So I was like, you know what? I can do this as long as I want. So I, I forget exactly how many, how many I printed. It was quite a bit. I I did it for two days. Mainly it was up until uh, the RAs was like started threatening that they would take it up to the uh, resident director who it wasn't who I was targeting as well. So uh, yeah, like over the course of a couple like two days or something, I just put up a board. I come back, it's taken down. I put up another one. And like initially, it was like first couple of they were probably like okay, that is probably like doing something or someone's not doing something right and they probably don't know so they put out something on the group me I almost never check it but I was checking it because I wanted to see what was going on and um, 
they basically said, yeah, uh, whoever's doing that, please stop. I didn't respond. I was going complete anonymous. They, they still don't know it's me. Right. So uh, I kept putting them up. And then they were going, uh, yeah, this is um, not acceptable at all. We're, uh, we're going to have to, we're going to see who, we're going to try and figure out who it is or something along those lines. And that um, uh-huh. we're trying to make this as like an informational board and all that stuff. And uh, what you're posting is not appropriate. And I just, I read that and I was like laughing because, you know, they're right. putting up a board promoting sexual activity and I'm here putting up a poster saying the opposite. And uh, like, obviously then a few people were like chiming in, like, what what is going on? What is this video? And like, I think afterwards, like some people said, like on the group, me like, yeah, I watched it. I mean, it was political, but uh, like, it was still a good video. So I'm like, yes, we got someone, someone watched it. But uh, right. Yeah, I mean, like, I, you know, obviously we both watched um, John Doyle. We were both part of that, that old server. Um, but as far as politics go in that video, there wasn't a lot of it. And I mean, there was some, but there wasn't a lot of it. And then if, if the purpose of the billboard was to be informational and educational about these things, um, I don't think, you know, I don't go to your school, so I don't see what was, what was put up there other than pictures that, that you sent. Um, but there, there wasn't anything else educational on there, but you know, that, that hour and a half video is, is very well thought out and informative about um, the dangers and detriments of, of pornography. And if, if you look, in, in my opinion, and I believe you shared this with me, I, I think the the biggest problem um, facing this country right now is the overwhelming addiction to pornography. And if there's anything we can do to stifle that, I think we, we should. And so I don't, I have a hard time understanding what the pushback against this um this video was on your on your billboard i think probably because like i think because normally you're supposed to get if you're going to put up a poster it has to be approved by like the rds and stuff or, or the resident directors so uh like it's not like overly political or uh, what I, I don't know the exact reasoning i never went through that process mainly because i knew it would probably get shut down and uh, so I, I went, I rebelled. It was pretty epic. It was, it was an epic for a good cause. Uh, so right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Why, would they, why would they shut that down if it's number one in line with what the billboard is saying and, and number two um, has much more of a, a positive impact on the lives of those who, who would watch that than, you know, didn't you say there was like a bowl full of condoms? Yeah, there was. I Up took- there. I took handfuls of those. I mean, how is that allowed? Like, that's beautiful. Yeah, that was that was pretty epic. Like, well, uh, but how uh, is that beneficial? But a, a video discussing the dangers of pornography, not. Yeah, because um, I don't know. My two theories is they didn't want the video to be up there because they wanted to continue, like promoting what they had to say, and the other mm-hmm. one was, it, it, it's probably also maybe a mixture of both. Was that if they allowed my thing, it opens up a, a, a like a Pandora's box of, well, can anyone put anything up? So it might just be like, they didn't really want mine up, but they also uh, didn't want like it to be acceptable for other people to put their thing up. 
which I guess makes sense as well. But I guess the way they worded it, it was probably more leaning to uh, they didn't like what I had to say. Because, uh, I mean, they also said, like, if you have any problem with it, you could talk to us about it. I never did because that would reveal. Uh, right, you wanted to stay anonymous. I wanted to stay anonymous. I might tell them at like the very end or something. I don't know. It's final. It would be finals week by yeah, then. Let's, and let's get into that. Why um why did you want to stay anonymous? Mainly because um I knew at some point. Well, at the very end, uh, after I saw the message where it was inappropriate, I made two posters. That uh, it was it was either one or two. I know I took the last one down, so I'm not sure how many I printed. But I basically uh-huh. put on that uh, I, I, basically that I saw their their post on the group me, and I just full out rejected it. So by that point, they said that uh, on the group me on the group me that I would go to the resident director instead of the RAs, and the RAs were more who I was targeting with this thing. I mean, I was targeting the whole floor. But I, it was mainly directed at the uh, the RAs for putting something up, like putting something like this up. But as soon as it went past that, I just stopped because, well, I'm not targeted. It's it was basically who was I targeting was wh- wh- why I stopped. But uh, I forgot what the question was. <laughs> <laughs> I said, um, why uh. Why did you want to stay anonymous? Oh, and yeah. so you said, um, because, yeah, continue. Well, yeah, because since at the very end it would have gone up to the R- R- the RDs, uh, I didn't want to do that. And also, uh, if I made myself public, probably after the first or second one, I would have been like, I would have been like talked at by the, or talked to or I would have had the art, the art A's would have come, come to my room and basically try to talk me and say like, yeah, that's not acceptable. You need to not do it. So, I mean. And why wouldn't you want that? Mainly because it would be shut down a lot quicker. I mean, as I said, like one or two, I mean, probably the, the first one they might go, actually probably, yeah, the first one they'd probably go, yeah, that's not really acceptable. You probably should stop doing that. And then like, they wouldn't uh, allow me to go any further when I put up, like, I forget. As I said, I forget how many I printed, but uh, and I put it, I had it up for two days. So I think my, my anonymity, I don't know. I can't English. Uh, like just me being anonymous kept me from, allowed me to do it longer. I mean, I told some people, but it was more towards the end but they obviously weren't on my floor, so they wouldn't have talked. They don't know my RAs to talk to them, and I know them well enough. They wouldn't go tell the RDs. So, right, okay. So with with all these um, things in mind, um, being a part of this group, being a part of Monarch Ministries, how has that influenced your walk with Christ and, and kept you? Um, focused on God in, in an environment where, um, you know, things like this are, are being promoted, where Christ isn't exalted, where, um, you know, the culture is, is promoted and, and things like um, pornography are promoted instead of 
um, Christ Jesus, how has being a part of this group helped you with that? I mean, uh, back in October when this started, uh, I was, I think on campus for like two months by that point. And, uh, I, I was looking for Bible study, Bible studies to get into. I think this was started late, uh, not late October, right? Or the original uh-huh. devotional. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think I, it was before Halloween. Yeah. Cause we started reading through, I think the end of Proverbs and then we restarted on Proverbs. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, okay. I am going through the history of how I entered, but uh, yeah, I was like, I entered university first and then when the uh, HOC server was going to start devotional, I was like, awesome. More, more devotional stuff. I'm, I'm very cool with that. So, uh, I, it's also nice cause it meets more often. So it, I'm more like in the word instead of like the on campus Bible study. I'm there for like Tuesdays. So, huh. or one day a week. So it's not as we go through a lot more word in the, uh, in this server than we do or than I do at uh, the in-person. So that helps a lot. Also, we sort of have around the same beliefs or uh, at the same beliefs of the Bible. So we sort of, and also sort of around the same political beliefs. So it helps when we're like trying to get through something or especially during the, the board, the billboard thing. It was uh, good to like have some people backing me and trying to like keep me going because breaking rules is not really something I'm too keen on. I mean, I do them sometimes, but uh, like that was something pretty major because I knew there was a pretty big consequence, or yeah, pretty big consequence if my uh, name got out on this. So. Right. Uh, yeah, there's that. Um, I think also probably just being staff as well, just like allows me to have like, I guess a deeper connection with like the people around me, like even just in the staff. So uh, like it's more of a community now. So even though like probably like everyone on the server knows my name, knows where I go to school. Uh, <laughs> Yes. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, Michael here is the king of doxing himself. One time we were on voice chat at, at night after a devotional and the dude started actually reading off his birth certificate. I wasn't reading he anything like super... Loved. I wasn't reading anything like very private information. It was pretty much like name, date of birth, time of birth, hospital. Like, social was, security number. I have never said my social security number here. I don't know. I'm not that dumb. I'm an aerospace engineer, not I don't know, gender studies slash women's study major. Because that's <laughs> dumb. Uh, that's like ex- no, that's not that dumb either. That's the middle IQ of the the horseshoe theory. That's the the woke portion. I'm in the bespoke. So uh, you're on the first end. How am I? In, how am I in the broke end? I'm on the I'm on the bespoke. <laughs> I'm working on fusion propulsion here. I got big brain. <laughs> Uh, uh-huh sure 
<laughs> I feel proxy. Anyway, please please continue. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying to figure out what this is say. Uh but yeah, I guess just being in the word like every day is uh very helpful and I I've definitely noticed over the course of being in here, like my biblical knowledge has grown. Like I've I've pretty much been to church all my life. I've been at the same church all my life. So up until I guess August, uh, I, I was at that church. I mean, I'm not at a church now because I don't have a car. So uh, I mean, I will uh-huh. I will try, I will join a church over the summer if I end up staying down here in Huntsville uh, for a job. But uh, like it's it's just a a community in a sense of uh man i'm switching between like two ideas right now <laughs> uh <laughs> but yeah uh going back to just being in the word like like i've out like i've been a christian or i would have said i've been a, i was a christian all my life uh I, I don't i don't know like i was saved when i was pretty young i don't remember the age and uh like obviously there was like down parts of my life where I was not like super connected but now I'm like this is probably like the most spiritual I've been ever and uh I mean it's pretty epic and uh, it's like I, I could sort of almost recite bible verses or like ideas of what the bible's verse was talking about uh which I haven't re- ever been able to do which is pretty awesome I've, I've also been able to uh i just teach some things which that allows me to go more into a passage and when you teach something you have to know what it's about because you can't have a surface level knowledge because you're what you're the knowledge you know you're trying to pass on to everyone else and if you have a shallow understanding they're going to get a shallow understanding so you have to have a pretty deep uh you, they can only go as deep as you can. I mean, there are outliers, but that's right. that's always in statistics. There's going to be outliers, but uh, on average, they can only it can only go as deep as you make it. So, like, it's it's a lot of like you get to look more into the word and try to see like what is what is this actually saying, and how do we apply it? Very true. All right, well, uh, Michael, I don't think I called you Michael the first time, not one time tonight. Um, Just refused to say Very good to have you on here tonight. Um, Definitely enjoy having you as a staff member in in Monarch Ministries, and I appreciate um, going into depth and and talking about your life on on college campus, and and, um, I appreciate um, those kind words about Monarch Ministries and, and how impactful it's been to you. No, it's um, bad. It's it's horrible. I want to get out here now. I want to get out of it. It's just bad. Oh, okay. Well, the link to uh, to join our, our Discord server and have devotionals with us every night will be in the description of this this podcast wherever you listen to it. Um, so, Michael doesn't want you to join, but but I do. Uh, join. Um, join. We would appreciate it. your presence. <laughs> and then uh, you you get to hear all of Michael's personal information. Um, uh, that's not the main selling point and, um, you don't get anything like super specific. <laughs> he like, will give you his social security like you number. Don't, 
I don't. Guaranteed. I've never given you. I've never given out my social security number because I'm not dumb. More than so, once. Never. I've never done it. I mean, do I even remember it? I mean, that's why I have the card, <laughs> but I'm not reading it out. Let's pull out the card. <laughs> Gonna do it. Well, we should stop there before um, <laughs> you, you start reading it out. Um, the the link to join will be in the description. And um, thank you, Michael, for for joining us tonight. And we will okay. see you next week. God bless you.